when Colossians 3, uh, 12 through 14, we're going to finish out um, from last from Sunday. This is part two of the clothing of the chosen. And so uh, uh, NIV says, therefore, uh, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. And so we know that we went through uh, us being chosen, uh, holy, set apart, right? And dearly loved, right? Uh, and so we talked about sometimes we may have issues accepting that about ourselves, but it's true nonetheless. And that that first step might be diamond understanding that I am chosen by God. I am, I am his chosen uh, per, uh, 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 person. I am set apart by God and that I am dearly loved by God because sometimes we go through things in life and it shows us the exact opposite. It will make us to believe the exact opposite because for some reason, for whatever reason, not for whatever reason, because it does make sense that when we experience rejection from people, we experience um, a negative talk from people. We experience negative talk from ourselves. We internalize that. And it's so easy for us to grab onto that and accept that. And it's so hard for us to accept the fact that, no, that's not right. Uh, uh, God loves us and God has chosen us. Right. And so we, we, we examined all that. And, and, and I don't know if anyone did this this week, but we talked about some of us need to write down, I am chosen by God. And we need to say that to ourselves every morning. And we, I am chosen by God. I am loved by God. I am God's chosen. And, and, and sometimes you got to repeat that thing until it drops into your heart from past being head knowledge something that I know or something that I read in the Bible, something that the pastor said or something that, but no, I got to repeat it, repeat it, repeat it and have it drop down into my heart, right? To where we start to believe it. Because once we start to believe something about ourselves, I'm telling y'all, we start to act like it. I'm not going to go into, into depth about with, with that, well, unless the Holy Spirit leaves me there because we got to get to the rest of the stuff tonight. But, but it's amazing how, 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 how we, can, we can trick ourselves into thinking we're something and then we start to live that out in our lives. And and a mad and, and 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 the crazy thing is is that being chosen and loved by God isn't a mind trick. It's the reality of who we are. I see you, parent. And so if we start to accept the fact that I am chosen by God and that I am loved by God, it knocks out all. It it it, it means I don't have to search for love and 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 uh, acceptance and 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 stuff from anywhere else. I don't have to work, you know. And and we get into into church and we start talking about purpose in life and 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 what's my calling, and we make it all complicated. It's like I am chosen. Well, here's here's what it says. Watch this. First Peter uh, two nine. I'm not gonna go through all of them. But it says you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. Watch this. What's my purpose? That I should proclaim the praises of him who have called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. That I am to praise the one who who took that. Watch this. That my life was it was full of darkness. That I was living in darkness, and that God. Watch this. And God came and saved me, pulled me out of darkness, and then placed me into His light. And that I should. And 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 watch this. And the best sermon that I can ever preach, or the best sermon that Nally can ever preach, the best sermon that 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 Jaleesa could ever preach, or that Carla could preach, is to tell somebody else how God came and took you out of the dark places, how God came into your life and took you out of the mess and at the sin that you were in and placed you into his, into this marvelous light. And, and so that's, and for a lot of people, they're never going to want to jump on an impact zoom or they never want to come into a church, into church walls, but they will encounter you. And so when we talk about what we're called to do and stuff, we are called to, we are called to make disciples of men. And, and, and we are called to draw, we are called to preach the gospel. And Jesus said, when I am lifted up, I'll draw all men to me. And so it's not even my job to draw people to God, but it is my job to talk about them. Let's go. And it is my job to be a witness about what I see you, Natalie, of what he's done for me, Christiana, but what he's done for me, Tracy. And then when I tell somebody about it, then and God is lifted up, he says, then he will draw all people unto him. And so we, so we understand that we're chosen. 
when they're saying that we are holy, right? So now watch this. But he he then says, and this is where we got into it last week. He says, therefore, clothe yourself. And then we went down the list of things. He says, with compassion, with kindness, with humility, with gentleness, and with patience. I know that's right, my friend. I wouldn't have made it either. Watch this. Then he says, and bear with, with each other and forgive one another. If any of you uh, uh, has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And then this is in 14. He says, and all these virtues, uh, over all of these virtues, says, put on love, which binds them together in perfect unity. And so we went through all this. We went through compassion. We went through kindness. We went through humility. And now we're on gentleness. Now, remember, this is this 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 is interesting. When he says clothe yourself, Tanya, we're talking about uh, the fact that it is an intentional act, that when I get up in the morning and when I go throughout my day, I'll, I'm fine with being honest about it. I'm not always I know all I'm not always um, uh, automatically. Uh, geared towards compassion or to kindness or to humility. But he says, put these things on that I need to clothe myself, that I need to be intentional about walking in compassion and walking in kindness, walking in humility. We talked about a lot of this last week. You can download on Spotify or the other stuff, um, wherever you listen to, to, to podcasts, just search Impact Fellowship. You can hear that uh, that first part. And now we're on the part about gentleness, this list that he put here. So we did humility. We're now on gentleness. Now, now here's the thing about gentleness. Gentle, gentleness just means the quality of being, and here's, we used kind before, so the quality of being kind, but tender or mild-mannered. It's a softness of action uh, uh, or effect that, watch this, that essentially I don't want to deal with Jaleesa in any way that is too hard or that is too harsh. Watch this, in what I do or in the effect or the effect of what I do. Come on, here we go. See, we don't see, we say, we we say it all the time in church. I'm gonna tell them the truth, but I'm gonna speak the truth in love. I'm gonna tell them, but I'm gonna say it in love. But that's not really what we're going after. We want to get something off our mind or get it off our chest. And the thing is, I can say what I need to say, or I can handle someone in truth. But the truth of the matter is, uh, uh, Diamond, it says, when I do that, I'm supposed to clothe myself, Ma, with gentleness. Like, am I being gentle with what I'm delivering to you? Is it gentle in the way that I uh, that I act? Is it gentle? Is it gentle in in in, in action? And watch this. And it's it's soft in its effect because I can even try to be gentle, but then if I if, if, or or uh, um, try to live in a way that I think might be soft, but if what I'm doing or saying to you that way and its impact on your life. Sometimes we have to worry about if I do this or say this in a certain way, what impact would it actually have in Natalie's life? What impact would it have in Krishana's life or Tyrell's life if I deal with them in this way or if I say it this way? What are the ramifications beyond me just getting this off my chest or the ramifications beyond me just saying whatever I got to say? Because it is a balance. We want to make sure that I deal with someone in a way, I see you, Laurel, that's not too hard or too harsh in its effect of action. Doesn't mean we're not truthful. It just means that I'm gentle with people or try to be gentle. Now, here's the thing. You are only in control of your own actions. You can't really control how someone else takes something, but we know when we're being gentle or not, and we know when someone else receives it just harshly, even though we tried to be soft with it, right? But it is a balancing act. And Jesus, as always, is our example when it comes to gentleness. I see you, Ma. Yeah, we know. We know when we, we know when we say, well, I, I was trying to be gentle. I'm like, no, we, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. I, I see you, Montana. It is hard because sometimes we want to just get this thing out and we want to say what we got to say. Or we want to correct somebody's actions or we, or, you know, or some people just aren't gentle 
special people. Like they're just, they're not that, you know, they, they say whatever they want to say, or they say it. And sometimes it's harsh and we, and, and we know it's harsh, but it says we need to take that away and we need to what clothe ourselves in gentleness. First John one 14, watch what it says, it says the word became flesh. That's right. Laurel, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. He says, we have seen his glory and the glory of the one and only son. Watch this. Who came from our father, full of grace and truth that Jesus, Jesus didn't avoid truth and we don't have to either, but was full of grace and truth. We do not have to avoid truth. We do not have to not address a situation with somebody or not address a situation in truth. We don't have to walk and, and say, well, I'm not going to say nothing because no, the reason sometimes we have to zip in our lips and not say nothing is because we know we can't deliver it in gentleness. So we say, well, I'm just not going to, I ain't going to say nothing <laughs> because if I say something and we watch this and we take pride sometimes in how hard we can be on people. Because <laughs> if I was to say something, I would tell them or I would do enough. And we take so much pride in how hard we can handle handle somebody and not enough. Pride. I see you parent, but we don't take enough pride in the fact that I can deliver this to someone and I can be gentle with, I can be soft. I can be soft about this. I can do it in such a way that it deals with you delicately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see, I see you, Montana. Montana says sometimes it's got to hush. Listen, but it's true. And, and so, and so what we need to do is figure out how in the world can I move from a place? Remember, because we talked about Ephesians 4.29. Don't forget our Ephesians 4.29 challenge that, that we want to make sure that no corrupt communication come out of our mouth. But the but whatever comes from our mouth, we want to make sure that it is what? Edifying for the person who hears it, right? And that it blesses those who hear. That's what the scripture says. And so, and so sometimes shutting our mouth is good because it doesn't allow us to be rough with somebody. But at the same time, if it needs to be said, it would be better for us to be able to say it, but to just be gentle, Right. To, to find a way to be like, I see you, I see you, Natalie, to find a way to be gentle about this. I want to make sure, I, 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 I got I to gotta talk to Jaleesa about this, but I want to make sure that I don't hurt Jaleesa about this. I want to make sure, I got to talk to Micah about this. I got to talk to Carla about uh, Carla about this, but I got to make sure also that, that the way I'm delivering this and the way that I'm dealing with this is with the gentleness, watch this, that the Bible tells me to close myself with. All right. Sometimes we got to ask ourselves, where's the grace? Where's the grace regarding me dealing with this? Where's the grace? All right. So we said gentleness. Uh-huh. No, I'm gonna pray for you, Montana. Montana, I've been I've been praying Montana, I've been praying for you and Andre ever since I met y'all. Here we go. <laughs> I can mess with Montana and, and Tatiana. Uh, uh but here we go. Well, I've been praying, I've been I've been praying for Montana ever since. No, um, here we go. Patience. Then he says, patience. Y'all, y'all, y'all want to talk a little bit about patience? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he says, because some of us, again, aren't normally, aren't normally patient. Some of us are not normally patient. But the Bible says what? Clothe yourself with patience. Learn how to, and watch this. Here's the thing about patience. Because see, we sleep on patience. We did, I think we did a study on this when we were doing Bible study and we was in, um, and we was in James. Watch this. James 1 and 2 says, says, my says my brother, my brothers and sisters, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, right? So he says, here's why you should count it joy when you fall into trials, because knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, right? And so the only way for you to get patience is for your faith to be tested, right? And the only way for your faith to be tested is for something to go wrong or for something to not live up to what you're hoping for, or for something to not live up to what you're believing for, or something to not live up to what you think it should be. And so the only way that your patience builds is by your faith being tested. And the only way your faith can be tested is by something, by something going against your faith. 
right? But we don't like that. But your faith, watch this, but you're never going to grow in patience if your faith is never tested. And here's why it's important for us to grow in patience. Notice I didn't say grow in faith. We're going to get to that in a second. But to grow in patience. It says, because watch this, but let patience have its perfect work because what happens when patience grows and when patience works on us, it says you will then be made perfect, meaning mature and complete, lacking nothing. See, we think that it's the material blessings and we think that it is the, it is, I need more faith. And I need such and such and such. Then I'll be perfect. No, no, no. You will become mature and you will become complete and you will lack nothing once your patience grows. This is why I love the Bible because it's going to show us right where we at. And so we want, we want to be mature. We want to grow. We want to be complete. We want to be lacking nothing. And we think, huh. I, I, I lack nothing. My faith is, no, no, no. It doesn't say that your faith grows. It says that your faith needs to be, your faith is tested and that produces patience. And so, so many times we pray about a situation. We say, Lord, give me more faith. Lord, give me more faith to believe. Give me, but Jesus himself said, if you just have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can move mountain. Some of us need to stop praying and believing and thinking we need more faith. And we need to say, Lord, work this patience. Let patience grow because patience will help me wait until life until life catches up with my faith i'm gonna drink water while y'all write that down mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. some of our prayers tonight are going to change because it's not going to be about give me more faith it's not going to be lord let my faith grow Lord, I need more faith. I need just a little more faith. We're not going to be praying that anymore. What we're going to pray is, Lord, I know that what is happening right now, watch this, is testing my faith, right? And and I know when my faith is tested, it's producing patience. Help my patience grow so I can be mature, so I can be perfect, complete, and lacking nothing. That's why, Sierra, I I remember going to church, man, and say, don't pray for patience, because if you pray for patience, God's going to bring trials your way. Trials are going to come your way anyway. Whether you pray for patience or not, trials. Yeah, I remember. Listen, trials are going to come your way whether you pray for patience or not, and so you might, and so you might as well embrace. And this is what, and this is what is being said here in James that you might as well embrace when when trials come your way, Tyrell. And the reason why you should embrace it is because you understand that this is this is testing my faith. And my watch this. And if I and if my faith doesn't, if I faith doesn't fail, if my if I stand on my faith, it's going to produce patience. See. See, the testing of your faith, look at what it says. That's what produces patience. And so, and so, and so it doesn't, the, the, the test of my faith doesn't produce more faith or stronger faith or deeper, deeper level. You know, I've got a deeper level of faith or another level. I'm going to another level of faith. Well, what, how many levels is it? Jesus said you should have faith in size of a muscle. The problem is, is that we talk about we need more faith, but it ain't about faith. It's about patience. Mm-hmm. I see you, Ma. I see you, Natalie. I got you, Montana. And so, and so the prayer, and so the prayer is, Lord, show me how to find joy when my faith is being tested, because I know you're producing patience in my life. Watch this. And I know that once patience is working, and I know that once patience is rolling, that I will be made perfect, that I will be made mature, that I will be made complete. And that I will be lacking nothing. See, we like the mature part. We like the complete part. We like the perfect part. We like the lacking nothing part. What we don't like is the process that gets us there. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, what we don't like is a process that gets us there. See, I, I'm, I'm trying to eat healthier and stuff like that. As a matter of fact, parent, I just met Earl from TA. He's got his company, Nature's Hype, and he do granolas and, and juices and stuff like that. Montana sent over these supplement stuff. I'm trying to do all that. But what I don't like is not eating a Big Mac. And what I don't like is getting up and getting on the elliptical. What I don't like is, 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 you know, not because Sierra be laughing all the time. Y'all know what be happening on Sunday sometimes. So we go out to, we'll go out to dinner on a Saturday night and we have leftovers from the restaurant. And then I still get up. I'll get up early on Sunday and I'm getting in the mood for impact, man. And I'm reading stuff and I'm, I'm getting ready to preach. And the Sierra says she'll hear the microwave at 5 30 in the morning. And I'm, I'm, cause I'm up anyway. So I'm up anyway. All this impact stuff is 5 30 in the morning. And, and all she smell is leftovers from last night. I'm warming, I'm warming up leftovers from dinner that we had on Saturday. And I ain't talking about about like it's like you know little small stuff i mean it's like you know it could be chicken and and then some macaroni and cheese and then this and that and i'm eating it at 5 30 in the morning see i want the results of eating healthy and i want the results brenda of working on stuff but what i do not like is the process and so we love we listen that's okay y'all don't have to tell yourself i guess i'm the only one that does that tatiana that's fine but but watch this but watch this and so i i love i love mature perfect complete Lacking nothing, but God, I do not want to go through no test of trials. Well, let me tell you this: it is impossible to get to get there without starting right there with the with the testing of your faith. Uh huh. Let's go. Let's go. So, what I need to say to myself is, I need to count it all joy when I have to push away that double quarter pounder with cheese and ask and ask them to add bacon. I'll be asking them. I'm getting a double quarter pounder with cheese. Can y'all please add bacon? You know what I used to do too? I would go to Green Turtle and I would order I would order a veggie burger thinking I'm doing something good, but then I would ask them to put bacon on the veggie burger because I don't, I don't like the process. Mm-hmm. I don't mind talking about myself. That's why. Jaleesa, I would get, and they would look at me so funny. They were like, but if you're vegetarian, like I'm not a vegetarian. I'm trying to figure out a way to do this better without, without here it is, without sacrificing anything without causing myself too much inconvenience, without going through too much of a trial. I would order the veggie burger and ask them to put bacon on it. Because I want the perfect, complete, lacking nothing, but God knows I don't want to go through the trials that are tested my faith. But it's only that test of my faith that's going to produce patience. And it's only patience that's going to get me complete, mature, lacking nothing. It only comes through trials. It's, so it, it ain't about building up more faith and I need more faith. No, no, no. What it is is patience. All right, let's move to the next one. Here we go. Uh, forgiveness. I've done, I think I've done two series on forgiveness. Uh, if I need to do another one, just let me know and I'll, and I'll, and I'll do it again because it's a big one. It says, so we need to what? Clothe ourselves with forgiveness. That's, that, that's one that I have to clothe myself with because I'll be resentful. I'll hold something for a long time. You may not even know that I'm beefing with you. It's like, no, that's okay. No, but I'm, I'm, I, you know, all of a sudden you don't hear from me no more. Or I don't really fool with you like that no more or whatever. And you don't even know, don't even know, won't forgive you. Uh, uh, so I need, but what I need to do is, is even though it goes against my nature and that's the reason why I need to change, need to close myself with it is because it doesn't go with my nature. It goes against it. So I need to put off the old man. Remember we talked about this, uh, second Corinthians five seventeen. if any man's in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. And so I, I love the sound of all things are new, but I need to walk in the newness of life. Right. Doesn't it, what is in the Colossians that we need to, we need, or Ephesians, we need to walk worthy of that, which we were called. Right. And so I need to clothe myself with forgiveness. Now, again, we talked about this forgiveness only means that the person who offended you does not have to pay you back for what they did to you. Let the debt go. 
right? That's all it means. People say, well, just, well, if I forgive them, do I now, do I need to like hang out with them again? Do I need to let them back in my life? Do I need, no, no. Forgiveness, like now you're talking about reconciliation and all other kind of stuff. Forgiveness just me, and it's so funny because we have a hard time with it, even though it don't mean all the other stuff. Forgiveness just literally means the person who offended you does not have to pay you back for what they did. You don't have to pay me back for that. It's okay. It's all right. It's good. It doesn't mean we go back to normal. It doesn't mean you get to hurt me again and again and again. Now, sometimes you let somebody back in your life and they do it again, right? But Jesus addresses that and we'll talk about it. Sometimes you let them back in your life because it's a relationship that you value. And just because they hurt you once doesn't mean that you shouldn't, um, that you shouldn't let them back in your life, right? Before I get out of this forgiveness thing, Montana, just text in the box if you follow me telling the story. Because Montana, Montana, Montana said I, that Montana like was so gracious and forgave me one time, and 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 she was like, "Well, Rick, you should do a master class on how to how, how to apologize." So y'all know I work early mornings, right? And so I work early morning radio. And one day, Montana Andre um, with their work schedule, something was going on. They needed me to pick Celise up from school. And so, um, so I'm home getting ready. Okay, I got a couple hours to get her. You know, it's all good. And so I, I, I laid down, had a TV on or whatever. I fell asleep. Man, I had so many missed calls on my phone. The, the Sierra was calling. Sierra had the people. This is back when we lived in the apartment. Had the people from the rental office banging on the door, trying to. And anybody know about Montana? Montana does not play about her kids at all. Period. Man. Uh, so anyway, I got up and then uh, talked to Andre. Andre was like, "No, don't worry about it." He left, went go get her, and all sort of kind of stuff, right? And so, and so, um, you know, after much, after much uh, uh, talking to Montana and apologizing and like, listen, man, I understand if you don't want to be like my friend, like I let you down. Like I said, I was going to pick up your dough. And then my, my uh, I don't know if it might have been that same night. I can't remember. But my, uh, anyway, my, Montana was like, nah, it's all good, man. Like, 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 you know, it's okay, Rick. It's okay. And I know Tatiana, you didn't have to put the face, the emoji in there like that. I already feel bad for doing it. Like, geez, Louise. So anyway, um, then and then what happened was the next the next week, Montana asked again, hey, Rick, are you able to go? That, uh, Montana, that's how I know. That's how I know the Floyds love me. Watch this. She's, the next week she said, Rick, um, I need you again to go pick Salisa from school. <laughs> Man, when I left work, I went right to the school. I said, if I fall asleep, I fall asleep right here in this parking lot. I went right. I went right to her school and I waited there for a couple hours until Salisa got <laughs> because I wanted to make it up. But the point is, is that is that. Montana forgave me, but she didn't have to give me an oppor another opportunity. She said, no, I did it once. He ain't pick her up. Nah, I'm not fooling with him like anymore like that. But that was reconciliation. That was, uh, that was, that was, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, relationship being, you know, healed and stuff like that. But yeah, I was not going to mess that up again. I literally went out, man. I tell you, I went to the school. I told Montana, I said, Hey, I'm in the school. I know I'm early, but I'm waiting. I'm just going to wait here in the parking lot. And you know, if the safety patrol come and say, what's this creepy dude in the car sitting in this parking lot here? Listen, I'm here to pick up Celise. I can't mess this up. So anyway, um, uh, uh, yeah. And so, but, but forgiveness was just her saying, you don't have to do anything to pay me back. Cause let's be honest. The thing about the forgiveness is that when someone hurts you really bad, like the stuff that we're talking about diamond, that we have a hard time forgiving somebody for, there's literally nothing they could actually do to pay us back. And so we hold people to a standard of paying us back when it's like, you can't really do anything to pay me back for this, you know? And so, and so, and so the truth is, it's like, like, like you don't have to pay me back what you did that's literally what forgiveness is it's not acting like something didn't happen it's not ignoring it or sweeping it under the rug and that happens a lot especially in in, in families and stuff like that sweep things under the rug like no 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 no, no. we're not going to do that i forget you don't have to pay me back for anything and i forgive you but it doesn't mean that you know because sometimes there's 
there's abuse and there's stuff like that. And you and 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 justice needs to happen 100 percent. You know, uh, uh, justice needs to happen. And and there's legal things that goes on and, and you can pursue all that stuff. And if somebody and somebody has to serve their time or somebody has to, you know, have court orders or whatever, that's fine. Or restraining orders. OK, fine. But what it means is but but you don't have to pay me back for that. But sometimes you got to pay. But you have to pay the consequences, especially legally. Right. And so um, uh, and so we don't have to sweep anything. Uh, you know, under the rug. So forgiveness, by the way, that we're asked to clothe ourselves with, it's in God's nature, right? Watch this. Isaiah 55, 7. This is Old Testament. This is, I'm giving y'all God's nature with forgiveness in Old Testament where there wasn't a whole lot of that going on. Where his judgment and condemnation was clear, was clear. Watch this. Isaiah 55, 7 says, let the wicked change their ways and, and banish the very thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord uh, that he may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God and he will forgive generously. Okay? It's in God's nature. Yes, even in the Old Testament where we didn't see a whole lot of mercy and we didn't see a whole lot of grace. We see that it was still present in God's nature. Psalm 65 verse 3 says, watch this. How many can testify to this? Psalm 65 verse 3 says, though we are overwhelmed by our sins, you forgive them all. Uh-huh. I see you, Brenda. Watch this. While we, listen, though we were overwhelmed in our own sins, o- overwhelmed, overtaken in our own foolishness, in our own bad decisions, in our own doing whatever it is we want to do, over, overwhelmed. I don't know if y'all can relate to that, but when I read that scripture, I was like, I got to put this in the lesson tonight because I know for sure there are times and there are days where I feel I am overwhelmed by my own ratchetness. Ain't nothing that nobody else is doing. It's all inside of me. And that it's like, how in the world can God look down and look at me and and see anybody or anything that he can use? Come on now, watch this. And that I am overwhelmed by my own stuff. Yes, God. And says, but you still forgave them all. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. And some some people, you know, I get it. Look, Jaleesa and Kashana, Tracy, they holy, man. They never going to get overwhelmed by their sins. But me, it's like, why? It's like there are days I'm like, I can't do. I, there are days where I feel like I can't do nothing right. And then there are days when I'm not even trying to do anything right. I just wake up like, you know what? This is going to be a sin day today because I'm not even I'm not worried about trying to be right. I ain't worried about that. It's just I'm off today and overwhelmed by it. And says that even though we are overwhelmed by our sins, watch this. Why says you forgave them all. God is good. Then he says what? Then And so and so we clothe ourselves in forgiveness because we need to forgive. Watch this. Make allowance for eat. What it says we need to in Colossians 313. That's right. That's right, Montana. First uh, uh, Colossians uh, 3.13 says, make allowances for others' faults. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. It's Watch this. Or or before I even move on with that, watch this. It says, make allowances, make allowance for others' faults. Do people have to walk on eggshells and be perfect around me in order for me to not lash out and judge them? Can people just be people around me? Mm-hmm. I see you, Brenda. Can people can people just be people? Do, do I make allowances for other people to not be perfect? It's amazing, though, Tatiana. It's amazing because I'm not perfect, Micah. I'm not perfect, Jaleesa. I'm not perfect, but uh, Carl. I got, but I have the nerve to make sure that, that to, to to expect everybody else to be that. Do I do? <laughs> that's why we do need to watch this. Watch this. Do I make allowances? for other people's faults. Then it says, and forgive anyone who offends you. 
You don't have to pay it back. You offended me, but you don't have to pay that back. Watch this. Remember, it says remember because we we live like we forget. We live like we forget Psalm 63 verse uh, 65 verse 3. He says remember because we forgot. We forgot. We just read Psalm 65 verse 3 saying that I was also overwhelmed by my sins, but God forgave me. He says, but remember, the Lord forgave you. So you must forgive others. Mm-hmm. If that ain't the Bible beating us up, come on. Watch this. He says, uh, Luke 17, three through four, this is Jesus talking, says, if another believer sins, I say it's so much, you're right, Montana, it's a lot. If another believer sins, um, it says, rebuke that person. Then if, if there is repentance, forgive. Now watch this. So many times we'll read this and people look for a reason not to forgive people. And we'll say, well, I don't think they repented. So I don't know if I, if biblically, I don't know if they repented and turned around. So I don't know if biblically that I'm, I even need to forget. Listen, even if that person wrongs you seven times a day, this is Jesus. And even in and, and each time turns again and asks for forgiveness, forgive them. You don't have to pay me back. Now, again, this is not talking about allowing someone back in your life and walking over you like a doormat. This is literally saying you don't have to, you don't have to pay me back. Well, I make allowances for your faults. Like, it's it's okay. And, and, and for some of us, we need to make allowances for our own faults. Make allowances for us not being perfect. You know what I mean? We need to do that. I see you, Brenda. Brenda know what I mean. Here we go. And then the last one, he says, oh, and by the way, when we talk about forgiveness, I can tell you why, why that's so hard. Watch this. When he goes down the list, he goes down the list and goes, compassion, forgiveness, humility, gentleness, patience. And then starts a whole two sentences talking about forgiveness because he could have said forgiveness and moved on to love. But no, it says bear with each other and forgive one another. If you have any grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Had to take a little more time out to talk about clothing ourselves and forgiveness. But he just went compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. And by the way, let's spend a little bit of time on forgiveness. And then he spent a little bit more time on the last one. That, uh, and this is and this will end us for tonight. I see you, parent, um, uh, which is love. It says, and over all these, please put love over it because love is what's going to keep it all together. That that when it that that when it comes down to it, if we're walking in love and we learn how to live live lovingly, that 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 will keep compassion, kindness, humility, uh, gentleness, patience, forgiveness all together. It binds it all together. And love, man, like the Bible, the Bible talks about God is love. Um, talks about, you know, everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. But if you love not, you must not know God because God is love. Love is so important. Watch this. Verse, uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 13. I'm going to do one through three. It says, if I speak in tongues of men or of angels, but do not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. Meaning, Listen, yeah, you can speak in tongues and this and that, and you eloquent and all some kind of stuff, but if you don't love, it sounds like noise. Verse two, if I have the gift of prophecy, oh, I can get deep. We got all the prophecy people, and uh, you know, I, I teach in the prophetic school, and, blah, 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 and all sorts of Okay, I got, I can prophesy, and I got the gift of prophecy, and, and and watch this, and I can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge. I can go deep. In teaching the word, I got the prophetic, and I can and, and I can fathom all the mysteries and all the knowledge. It says, and I can and it, and and if I have faith that can move mountains, here it is. So I've got the prophecy and the know the mysteries and the knowledge, Tatiana, and I oh man, I got the faith that can move mountains. But if I do not have love, I'm nothing. 
Yeah, you can do all that. You can prophesy. You can sing. You can this. You got the mysteries and the knowledge and you're teaching and you got faith that's moving mountains all over the place, moving mountains, making mountains, cutting down mountains, all the mountain stuff with your faith. But watch this. But don't love says I am nothing. If I don't have love. All the things we applaud. I see you, Tatiana. That made me think all the things that we applaud or count as, oh, this person got the anointing. We would say somebody got the anointing just because they can sing. Oh, they got the gift to sing. And, you know, and they sing and they move us with their voice. You know, oh, they so anointed because listen to the way they sing. They anointed. Oh, I mean, they can sing really well and they move us with the music and moves with their voice. Oh, this preacher must be so, oh, this preacher so anointed. Well, uh, well, I mean, he can teach and he gets you moving. He's a great orator for sure. Uh, uh, but all the things we applaud, how come we don't applaud people for their love? Because that's the only thing, apparently, that Paul is saying matters. Mm-hmm. Someone who is kind and gentle, always checking in on someone, always trying to make sure someone's taken care of, always on their knees praying for other people, all these things. And we don't applaud that, but goodness knows, you get up there and you sing, or you get up there and you preach, or you do this or do that, or you give a lot of money to the church, or you get up there and dance, or you get up there and do this, or you sit there, oh, my goodness, oh, my gosh, they're so anointed, and we clap and we applaud and we pat on the back. What matters is love. That's what we should be applauding and patting people on the back for. It says, if I gave all my possessions to the poor and I give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. We see it all the time. We, we've seen the impact, right? We would be out on, on the street and handing out stuff to homeless people. And then it's like, we can go out there and we can just give them stuff and not talk to people. But what difference would it make if we just another group giving away socks? Nah, man, you know, especially we can't really do it now in the other church because with the D.C. people, there's certain government rules or whatever. But uh, and we were talking about now that we see so many more volunteers coming out that we have the opportunity now to go back to 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 hand stuff out in the church, but have a team out on the sidewalk to talk and to pray with people. Because remember, in the park, we'd be praying with people. We'd be talking with people. We would be showing love. That we can go out and give stuff away. But if I don't have love, what difference does it make? Here we go. First, John 420 says, if someone says, I love God and hate their brother, they are a liar. For he, watch this, for he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he's not seen? Watch this. And this is the commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. Remember Jesus saying, here's how we wrap up all the commandments and stuff written by the prophets and stuff. Love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as you love yourself. All right, so when we wake up in the morning, we're clothing ourselves with what? Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, forgiveness, and love over all of those. Let's pray.